it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. Last week's rather long episode was about bears. What can I say? I want you and the bears to be safe. Extra bear safety tips that came in from listeners are to carry or tie clicking cans into your backpack and whistle or sing while cresting mountain ridges or coming around big bends when hiking. That way, the bears know you are coming and they can get out of your way. Easier for them to run than for you. This week's episode is also about bears, but this kind of bear, while also black and brown and fuzzy, are very, very, very small, and you will need to look down and around very carefully if you want to find them. Known as woolly bears, their formal name is banded woolly bears, these tiny fuzzy two-toned creatures are actually caterpillars that will, come spring, morph into the beautiful Isabella tiger moth. The woolly bear caterpillar, you will know them by their spiky woolly black ends and warm banded middles, have unique status among human folklore. They are said to predict the harshness of the coming winter. As lore goes, if the brown band is bigger, the winter will be warmer. If the brown band is thinner and the black ends are longer, the winter will be stronger. The Farmer's Almanac, home to this myth and to many well-loved folk stories, some more historically and scientifically accurate than others, admits to the fun and utter lack of accuracy with this particular prediction method. It is interesting to note, though, that temperatures do influence the colors of the caterpillars inasmuch as a cold winter prior to their hatch may delay the hatch, causing them to be born later, which in turn does shift their coloring. But this has to do with the previous winter, not the incoming one. A little known fact about these little furry bears, which I found just as, if not more interesting, is that like the big four-legged bears, These little ones forage for food in the fall and then hibernate in the winter. Scientists want us to know that there are several different kinds of hibernation. Brown bears that are going after our trash cans hibernate in a sort of slowed down semi-sleep trance known as torpor. In this dozy state, their metabolism and breath slows and they can switch their kidneys on or off in a mysterious but seemingly quite easy way. Overall though, bears stay alert enough to be able to wake up quickly if they are disturbed and need to defend themselves. Smaller creatures like hedgehogs and marmots, however, slow their bodily functions so much that they enter a deep sleep when hibernating and it takes spring's warmth to slowly help them emerge. The woolly bear caterpillar enters into a deep freeze during the winter while its tiny body produces a chemical called cryoprotectin, which acts as a selective antifreeze, protecting its organs and body tissues from being damaged by the freezing temperatures. When spring comes and water thaws, the woolly bear will thaw too, feed briefly, and then wrap itself up into a cocoon to undergo that mysterious process of metamorphosis. In these late fall months, you may see the caterpillars crossing the road or in your garden as they forage for food, bulking up for their winter sleep freeze. They are a good sign and more of them will not result in any sort of crop loss or serious garden damage. Let them eat and we will have pollinators next summer. Speaking of eating, for those of you tracking Alaska's Fat Bear Week, a winner was announced this Wednesday, bear number 747. 
but not before a massive and unprecedented scandal where bots apparently stuffed votes into bear number 435's ballot box. Who knows why this bear fraud election happened, but in the end, the corrected votes were 37,947 to 30,430. The only moral of the story, as far as I can see, is creatures need to eat up in the fall, and we all as people need to keep it real. Keep it real, people. Until next time. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.